quick note. Laura and I recorded this podcast earlier in the summer, but we realized in editing that it might not be clear what we mean by local photographers. In our experience, we found that Western expat photographers like us are often being paid more money by international NGOs than photographers who are from the countries we are working in. In fact, there seems to be an assumption that local photographers have a lower cost of living and therefore could be paid less. This is why we created the survey. We wanted a better understanding of photography day rates, photographers' actual costs, and if photographers thought NGOs preferred Western expat storytellers to local photographers, and if so, why they thought this might occur. Hopefully, this clarification clears up any questions, but if it doesn't, be sure to send us an email at hellongostorytelling.com. If you haven't taken our survey, we'd love to hear from you. Hey everyone, I'm Crystalline Randazzo. And I'm Laura Elizabeth Pohl. And today we're going to talk about the survey that we recently sent out on how much photographers are paid by international NGOs. So we put together this survey because we have heard from some photographers who are based outside the U.S. and Europe about their sort of negative experiences trying to get paid a fair price by international NGOs. So we thought, how widespread is this? Let's take more of a look into this. And we're still collecting survey responses, but since Crystal and I are actually together now, which we're often not, we decided we should talk about it. One of the findings that surprised us was photographer's usual asking rate for one day of photography. So the majority of people said their usual asking rate is somewhere between $0 and $499, which seems just a little bit low. When we are doing any sort of mentorship or training, we usually say to people that if you are a skilled professional, a nice baseline is probably you shouldn't charge less than $500 per day. And if you can provide your clients with quality work and you have enough experience to do that, don't charge less than $500 a day. But what we're seeing in these results is that most people are charging less than $500 a day. And it could be a reflection of what NGOs are actually willing to pay people So maybe photographers are being trained to think, oh, I can't ask for more than $400 or $450 a day because my experience is that's all that NGOs are willing to pay. So my feeling is it's probably related to what people are finding NGOs seem to be willing to pay them. So if you're working for an organization and you get asked on a shoot and 90% of the people or 95% of the people that you are working with are being paid by the organization, you deserve to be paid as well. And I think there's this misconception that it's nonprofits, so I can't ask them to pay me if they're doing good work in the world. You need to understand they're a business and you're a business. I mean, everyone involved deserves to be paid. And since I have a feeling that this is related to what NGOs are willing to pay, let's talk a little bit about one of the survey questions that dived into that. So we did ask, what is the lowest day rate an international NGO ever offered to you for one day of photography? And we found that a a huge number of people said that they were offered below $50 per day, which is just incredible. It's not a sustainable rate for anyone running a business. I mean, You just can't make a living on $50 a day. And I know, like for me, I also filled out the survey and I did hit below $50 per day because many organizations have approached me and asked me to work for free. And so it's possible that that check mark is being checked because people are being asked to work for free. And we've written about working for free on the blog several times, but we have strong opinions about when you should work for free and when you should not. But the majority of the time, 
you should be being paid for your work. Yeah, and with this question, I actually wish we'd asked a follow-up question, which would have been, and how did you respond to that, especially for the people who were asked to work for free or for a very low rate? Because I've actually had an experience, my very first NGO job I ever had as a freelancer, which was the organization said that they would just pay for my expenses and they weren't going to pay me an actual day rate for photographing and for filming. And I've written about this on the blog, how I actually convinced them to pay me what I asked for. And I was incredibly nervous to ask them because I really wanted the job. Like I really, really wanted to go to Laos. I really, really wanted to work on this issue, but I knew I couldn't pay my bills if they're just going to pay for my plane ticket and my hotel and food. And so I gave them a presentation about what I would be providing for them and how they could use those assets. And then at the end, I gave them my rates and I thought for sure that they were going to say no. I mean, I felt there was no energy in the room when I gave them my rate sheet and I walked out just thinking, okay, I'm never going to hear from them again. But a week later I did hear from them and they agreed to my rate and I went to Laos and I got paid. So you can convince organizations of your worth. It just might take a little bit of time to educate them about why they need to pay you exactly what you're asking for. So you need to always make sure you ask your baseline rate to break even for your business. Don't take $50 a day. You have a choice in this and you need to ask a fair rate for your work. So one of the things we want to address in this podcast is that most photographers' baseline expenses are actually the same because it comes down to gear. Photographers working in other countries may be paying more money for their gear, even if their daily living expenses are less. Crystal and I, we both lived in Rwanda for two years and we knew quite a few photographers there and it was very hard for them to get gear. There is no professional camera store there. There's no place to get anything repaired. Most of the people we knew, if they needed gear, they had to depend on someone who was coming back from the US or Europe to bring gear to them. Or occasionally they could work with someone who maybe was going to the Middle East for a few days and know the photographer would have to pay a huge premium for that person to go pick up gear in the Middle East and bring it back to them. So it's really unfair for organizations to pay local photographers less. Another survey response that really piqued our interest was the answer to the question, why do you believe some international NGOs offer you a low rate? And we asked this specifically of photographers who live outside of the US and Europe. There were a number of respondents who said they believe they're being paid a low rate either because an organization consciously or subconsciously believes a local photographer's work can't be as good as a foreigner's work or the organization was subconsciously or consciously racist. And that was a little disturbing to read. In my experience living in Rwanda and South Africa, there are really good photographers in both countries. And yes, some of them are getting hired, but a lot of them were finding it very difficult to convince organizations that they should be hired for the work. One of the things that I've heard from US and UK organizations is that they believe, rightly or wrongly, that someone from a foreign country might not understand their corporate work culture. And so they are more prone to hire someone who's from the US or from the UK because they feel like that person is going to do things the way that they have come to expect. 
Every country that I have lived in has had a different sort of working culture. In the US, we're very deadline driven. We wanna get everything done, if not on time, early. In some of the other places that I've lived, it's not a big deal if a deadline gets rolled back. And it is a misconception. I have worked with many professional people who do their job and show up and work hard and they shouldn't walk into these situations with the assumption that they're not gonna do good work. It's a general realization that we all need to refrain from. So if you're a nonprofit organization and you've implemented this kind of policy, we would love to hear from you. And and what are the, I think, logistical reasons? Because it may just come down to logistical reasons and budget and maybe misunderstandings about what a photographer's actual costs are. The truth is that we want to address it in this podcast because we think it's a very important conversation that we all need to be having. Why are local photographers who are just as skilled and just as talented and have the same expenses being paid so much less than Western photographers? And I think we all need to be advocates in this area for each other. This is our industry and it's good for the whole industry if we're being paid fair rates across the board. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we really would like to hear from you. So feel free to drop us a line at hello at ngostorytelling.com. Talk to you next time. Bye. See you later.